Hello, friends. What's up, guys? Uh, Matt, host Finding Strength Podcast. You know me by now, hopefully, right? I wanted to give a quick intro to this podcast. We got Robbie and Annie Law back. Super stoked to have them back. The episode is amazing. I'm really excited for you guys to hear it. We've had them on individually before, and now they're on together. Quick disclaimer. Um, we have some technical stuff going on. I don't know what happened. My computer was shutting on and off, and we had to record on a different site. Anyways, it's kind of, it was kind of a pain, but we got it put together. And it sounds decent. Uh, there are some audio differences you might not even notice. But anyway, just want to let you know, it uh, we did have some problems in there. So if it feels a little clunky in a couple spots and doesn't really segue together very well, it's because we missed some audio. Uh, but don't worry, you didn't miss out on anything too amazing. We kept all the amazingness in there for your listening pleasure. Yes. Also, opportunity alert, um, finding strength is constantly trying to bring new content, new awesome stuff for the world, for everybody, for people who listen, for anybody who is interested. Just so you guys know, uh, well, everybody knows if you listen to this, I'm a therapist, and I work with trauma and anxiety and depression and families and kids and all sorts of stuff. Uh, I'm trying to create a new avenue, and we're going to try something out. I was going to do it in May, but it sounds like we're going to do it in June. We're going to have an online, like via Zoom, uh, course, the Finding Strength Method course, where I'm going to teach my stuff. I go around Utah County, around the nation, and I teach a bunch of different stuff about trauma and anxiety and neurology, and it, it, it's, it's some cool stuff, you know, if I do the sales on myself, I like it, and a lot of people really like it, and it's very helpful, so... If you want to be involved in the course, we're going to start in June. It's probably going to be eight weeks, and it'll be weekly, and it's affordable, way cheaper than normal therapy. If you are interested in this, let me know. Matt at finding-strength.com is my email, or go to finding-strength.com and check out the website and contact me through there. That's something you're interested in. I'm putting up information on the website soon. It's not up there yet, so you'll have to reach out to me for what the course looks like. And since this is the first go around, um, it'll be at a discounted rate and it's still going to be awesome content. So I hope you join us. It's going to be an awesome journey. And without further ado, here is the episode with the laws. Enjoy guys. Thanks. Time for the Finding Strength podcast. Do we have a theme song? We don't really have a theme song, do we? We should you come up that. with one. No, we're not doing a theme we don't, song. We don't want to like, we could Robbie start with like a jingle. You. Welcome to the Inside Out podcast. There you go. That's not their <laughs> podcast that's, that's, name. That's the other one that you frequent. <laughs> that's our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. We don't have the podcast we don't have yet. They're uh, working on it. I, just, mine, I don't I do the singing thing. I let uh, people like this do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Today in house, we have the talented, the amazing <laughs> Robbie and Annie Law. Ladies and gentlemen. Hello. <laughs> Thank you for having us. So fun. <laughs> so we've had Robbie and Annie on here separate before, and Annie's dad as well. That's right. Yeah. So we've had a lot of uh, law action today. <laughs> <laughs> we just realized today that it's we been two years. Two years. Yeah, I can't. Am, am I close enough here? Uh, Hello, sure. Testing. Yeah, okay. you're fine. You're fine. Um, it's yeah, two years since I did my podcast with you guys. I feel like honestly, that feels like maybe a year ago. Like, doesn't feel like if two that years. to yeah. me. Yeah, it's it just crazy seems like how it much was... has happened last two years. Nuts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. Like, Absolutely. I, see, I, th- I think the other way around. I'm like, man, that feels like so long ago because so much has happened. Yeah, yeah. So you, you can just grab it and like move it towards you. I'll just you. sit next to my wife. There you go. Yeah, you guys just can get it it comfy, comfy. <laughs> okay, technical difficulties. We're back. <laughs> I don't know where we stopped off. Anyway, so you and Robbie did and it. Annie oh, so, so and recorded. <laughs> me, me and Kevin, Robin, Annie went to lunch. We nine went to months lunch. Ago. Yes, and we 
Well, we went to watch like a football game or something, but we hadn't seen you guys for a while. The pandemic made it super weird where we like randomly saw people or didn't see people. And everybody was so super negative about the whole thing, right? Because it sucked. But it was like the coolest. I totally remember it was like the best afternoon because we're sitting there talking and you guys were like so positive. You're Mm -hmm. like, you know what? We learned a lot through the pandemic. We changed our lives. We did this. We did. And I was just like, (laughs) oh my gosh, I love being around you two because it's not, there's just so many people that it's just, you know, wah, wah, poor me. And don't get me wrong. I have those days. Oh, but. I've had those years. Yes. <laughs> I feel like that's my life. But I'm it was kidding. so cool to see people who took like such, you know, a crappy time. Like everyone's going through this hard time and you're like, nope, we're not stopping. We're going to like get something out of this. We're going to do something with our lives because we have all this time right now. You yeah. know? And that was, I remember me and Kevin left. We're like, gosh, we love the laws. <laughs> so, cause it was just so like uplifting. Like, Yeah. Let, we're good. Life is good. Let's do something. You know, <laughs> you got really me cool. so excited for my life. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Bethany. You're welcome. <laughs> I just love that because I just feel like that's not easy to come by, especially lately. You know, isn't that sad though? Like it makes me really sad. And for a while, it made me feel bad that I was so positive about such a shitty year for so many people because it was shitty. There were shitty things that happened, but yeah. because of those shitty things, we became. What? I'm swearing just, a lot? You said shitty like four times. I know. I love that word. We, we can not... use that one all we want. Oh, we're good on that. Okay. We can, yeah. That one's Keep good. Going. It's the F-bomb that we only Do get a couple you. of. Okay. Oh, how just many use them sparingly. <laughs> the F-bomb scares me. <laughs> it does. It scares <laughs> me too. Like I just feel bad after I say it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I never right. do. Well, well, I'm sure we'll drop a couple Occasionally, no. Occasionally there'll be many a time that it goes. Occasionally many times. Occasionally many times. Anyways, shitty So anyway, shitty things. It's a real shitty time. Um, there, the positive things that came out of that wouldn't have revealed themselves had all of those things not happened. So I agree. being or feeling sad and sorry that I was feeling positive went away fast once I realized that <laughs> I don't need to feel bad for other people. And, you know, well, because I think we both experienced both sides of that because it's not like I mean, this is a new the the pandemic is a new thing, you know, but going through hard times isn't yeah and we've been Truth. through plenty of them and there were plenty of times where you talk about the whiny crybaby people you know mm-hmm. it's like hey how you doing rob well i got this and this and this and i got this problem and this other thing that i'm going through it's like i i we've all been to those things and i knew i didn't want to be that anymore you know so i mean i i mean one of the things i think that drove us through the pandemic was that I was traveling, like, if you heard the first podcast, for so long in my kids' lives that being an intentional dad was so important to me because I missed 11 years of my of my kids growing up. You know, I was gone all the time, so I wanted to be intentional. And COVID forced us to be intentional. You know, we had we were forced into interaction all the time. The kids were always there. They were in your ear. You're trying to work with them there. They're trying to do school with you doing stuff. You know, I'm trying to, uh, you know, play my music, and they got a Zoom call, you know, and vice versa. It's like, it's... It's amazing how much interaction there was that was there. It forced us to kind of be revealed as to what intention we were going to have. And for us, it, it, our intention was to make our relationship better because like a, a year ago, our, our life was so much different, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we were different and we, we, we worked, dude. Like this last year, it's like, man, the fruit of what we put, you know, the amount of effort we put in and we're feeling it now, man. It feels so It's amazing. And it's amazing to watch (laughs) and to be like these passive observers of watching you two just connect so hard and just, and like watching and going like, what are they doing? (laughs) Because clearly you guys are doing something that, you just, something clicked. I don't yeah. know. Maybe you don't know what it is no, yet. No, no, we know. What? What is what it? Is what, it? What's the click? Intentional people, and we came yeah. planned with some of this stuff because. Oh, I want to yeah, hear. That's it, our in, goal is to help pe- people who are in marriages that feel like they have lost and given up, and feel like there's no way back to loving each other. Do you feel like that at one point in your marriage? That's where you were at. Yeah. At which what one time every so, year so throughout your marriage years. there's been periods of time where you guys are like 
I kind of freaking hate this person and don't want to be next to him. Dude, I always make this I've joke. I'm like, totally true. I'm like, yeah, we've been married 19 years and Annie's been happy for six months. Because <laughs> 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 like, it, it took 18 and a half years of getting to know each other because, I mean, we were young, dude. Getting married at 22 years old is so interesting to think about now. <laughs> interesting is an yeah. interesting uh-huh. word yeah. to use. Yeah, good choice. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, good choice, 22. Yeah, yeah you guys are, yeah, you're well, you're well aware of what to do, you know. But I was, I was, you know, Ready to go? We did. We started going like six months in. Well, because it was like ready to go. I mean, there's there's a lot of things in life that you go through that you really there's an immediate need for counseling, and we went through one of those things early on in our marriage, you know. And when we did, it was we didn't know what to do. We were so young, man. I still look back at myself and some of my decisions and go, man you got to be easy on yourself for still being a kid Mm because like you're trying to raise a family. You know, that part is hard enough, you know, making your own decisions and being a big boy still when you're growing up, it's, it's challenging, you know, and those things cause major, major issues. And our marriage was rocky all the time, but we always have had this like affinity for each other. We just (laughs) love each other. Like I literally glitched when I saw her. What is it? Glitched? (laughs) Sure. Glitched. I don't know. I saw her. I was like, "Oh shit!" That because honestly, I saw her. I I think I probably said this on my podcast. I just turned to my buddy Dan and I was like, "That's the one, man! Like, yeah. that's the one." I knew it. It's like that immediate attraction. Yeah. You're like, "This is this mm-hmm. is more than anyone else." Like mm-hmm. everything in life, Disney nailed it. Twitter painted. Remember yes. Bambi? Twitter that's painted. what it is. You're like, yeah. Twitter painted. You see this chick or this dude or whatever, and you're just like. Ooh. What? Yeah. I can't, what is this feeling inside? Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> That's exactly the way yeah. I felt. And the nicest part about all of it is, I can I can have that feeling now like every single time I see her and that's the honest truth and it's because do you want me to get closer babe she's shoving the mic in my face like thank you thank you uh you know she you know she and I have that type of relationship now and like Bethany said doesn't mean we don't fight our fights have changed over the years you know they've Mm -hmm. really changed they've escalated they've gotten the point where I wonder if our neighbor's windows were gonna break I know and I said some shitty stuff man I punched walls I, there were holes in Oh, holes. yes. Yeah. Been there. Very violent yeah. fighting. Yeah, mm-hmm. we were explosive because our love is very explosive, man, because it's Passions. on the other end. Ooh. Passion on goes both ways. End, man. I, I always say that to yeah. Kevin, actually. I say, like, because when I get mad at him, I'm like, we're cussing each other out. Like, we're, we're mean. Mm-hmm. But I tell him, like, that's the passion goes both ways. You get the passion where we are we are madly in love with each other. So then when we are mad... It's ugly. Yeah. And that's real. Do you guys know Jordan Peterson? Mm-mm. I feel like I do. He's, he's on Rogan a lot. And, and anyways, he's, he's really great. He's kind of polarizing because he's so, I don't know. He, he just says whatever's on his mind. It's pretty cool how he says things. Anyways, definitely controversial. But he has a really good book called 12 Rules for Life. Um, I'm combing through it right now. It's really, really, really good. Highly, highly recommend it. Um, in one of the rules for life, I can't remember which one it was, but basically he's talking about, he's a psychologist, he talks about doing couples therapy, and he says, he gives this metaphor, it's an interesting metaphor, he basically says, we're in this couple's relationship, and we're go- walking around through our entire life, and, and every day there's stuff that happens, and it is left unspoken, it's left unsaid, you piss me off, I piss you off, and we say nothing, he says, that's like a little crumb, and that little crumb drops on the ground. And there's all these little crumbs on the ground because we don't say anything. We don't say the hard things. We don't hold boundaries. We don't do these hard things. And little do you know, but underneath that rug in your living room, there's actually a dragon that lives there. And that dragon feeds on these crumbs of unspoken (laughs) problems. And that dragon is just sitting there waiting, feeding, 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 until finally you look over at the rug and there's this giant ass dragon (laughs) breathing freaking fire feeding on all the unspoken things. And then it's impossible to ignore, and that's when the dragon rears its ugly head, and we start breathing fire at each other. And he says, divorces, infidelity, hurt, anger, those can be avoided by not dropping crumbs. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's so good. That's so good. And so this thing we're talking about, that's perfect, right? The crumbs accumulate. And if in the moment you say, you're freaking pissing me off, you dick or you jerk or whatever, (laughs) right? Like stop being an asshole. Like there's value in that. And I think relationships that 
that provide safety to have those tough conversations, they last. And so basically the, the thing, the thing he goes, he goes off like in the, in the book, he reads it himself and he goes off, he gets really passionate. He gets really passionate at this one part. And he basically says, it's worth fighting for your marriage is worth fighting for. And yes, I mean, fighting, knock down, drag out fights because you need to fight for something you love. And I was just like, <gasps> my body went electric, all chilled. Because yeah, it's just so amazing. good. It's so true. And that's, that's what we're talking about. It's worth fighting for. Your relationship is worth fighting for. And that's what you guys have done. Mm-hmm. And it's taken maybe some time to figure out, like you said, I love you said, we fight differently now. Yeah. Yeah. Was that, can well, you break that down? We, that had, we had like... I mean, we've never had physical like fighting. That's not right. our thing. But right. that's never that's never helpful. Our, our verbal our verbal of abuse of each other, you know, in the middle of a fight, it's like you say things that you're just not meaning, but mm-hmm. you've been thinking, and they're kind of true, but not really. And you know, mm-hmm. it's bullshit, but mm-hmm. you're really mad, mm-hmm. and you're like, yep. "I'm gonna say it, but I'm not." But it's coming out, Do and I you say can't this or not, stop. And it's gone. And the dragon breathes. <laughs> and you're trying to hurt. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and you that's are. the point. You're trying to lashing hurt. out, and we did that. And I think her and I get get. We're just recording now. I don't even know what happened. Keep talking, Robbie. You're good. <laughs> Go ahead. We're just gonna record. We're so I we're having technical we're. difficulties today. This is really great, but it's I'm glad it's you guys. Anyway, so we're talking about our our kids. Go right ahead. Yeah, right now. Sure. Yeah. Well, we're just we had an epiphany with our son Brady. I don't know. Well, he's what? doing he's doing the hard things right now in his life, like school. And you know, like school. Yeah, that's the only hard thing that he has. He's just 17. He's yeah. 16. <laughs> I know this because he's 16. He just turned 16, actually. But Brady, uh, you know, he's uh, he's doing the hard thing. So when he grows up, I'm not worried about him, you know, being a good dad or being good in his work because he's just doing the hard thing well right now. You know, so I know he's going to do that well later. That's awesome. Yeah. Anyway, so I don't remember where we left off. I do. You do? Okay. Andy's going gonna, gonna to take a spin back in. Hey, uh, apologies to the listeners out there. I don't know what's going on with the computer today, but you're going to get some good content. So just bear with us. Thank you. <laughs> um, We were talking about the dragon. Oh, yeah, yeah. The crumbs, the crumbs and dragon and yeah. fighting and how yeah. to fight. And Oh, we were talking about punching holes in walls. And I was like, yeah, I've done that too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember. So I... I was, I held on to those crumbs a lot. And because of that, I became a mighty dragon for a really long time and made his life a living hell and was super uberly depressed and suicidal. And if you go back and listen to my original podcast, I mean, we seem happy and everything. Like if, when there's questions asked about him and I, but deep down I was dying inside and did not want to be in my body. So, and it was a lot to do because I was, I thought I had forgiven him of his past and the things that had happened in our marriage, the hurt, the hurt. And because when we were originally in the church and things happened, I forgave him just immediately because I thought, you know, that's what Jesus did and that's what I'm supposed to do. And I don't want to, be a bad example to anyone or to my children. And so I forgave him as much as I thought I had, but I never really processed all of the things that had gone wrong. And so, um, because of that, I think I just held on to so much and I didn't honor myself or anything that I was feeling. I just was trying to, again, please everybody around me so that I could feel some sort of, joy in my life because I didn't know how to seek it out myself. Um, so the last couple of years have been really hellish for us. You know, and I think it's interesting because I keep a journal really tightly and I was delusional, man, because I didn't <laughs> feel that way. Like as we were going through it, I think I've maybe started, I mean, if you know my background, I've been in the personal development world for 20 years, teaching people to be positive and see the good in things and work through the hard and build good habits and have good character. And I never really felt that way about myself, you know, for the same reasons that she's talking about, you know, I couldn't really look myself in the mirror and be like, yeah, that's, you're that guy. You know, I didn't feel that way. And so as I, as I, you know, have developed and, 
my life, I've kind of learned how you know important it is for me to track myself and know what I'm doing and know what I'm working on. And so I keep a good journal and I go back and read it from these times. And she goes, I read the gratitude that I was writing down for her. Sometimes it's hilarious because she was being so mean sometimes. <laughs> and I would write down, she had great cooking tonight, <laughs> you know, and because I write what, what these things are. And, and it was hard sometimes to find gratitude, but the practice of finding gratitude in it every day and starting to, to root her on in that, in that way is, it's been life-changing. But when I read what I was writing about, you know, our relationship, I thought we were doing a lot better than we were. But I think that a lot of times happens because you don't realize how great it can get because we didn't, we weren't like fully both together and on the same page until maybe what, six months ago? Maybe like July, August. So about six months ago. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we... But we, I want to... Just take, just take the okay. mic. Um, you said that you were delusional. I don't think that you were delusional. You were completely aware of how awful things were. You were just staying positive and was it denial? I I don't know, man. Like I think I just I believe in living at the highest level of life that I can, and I didn't find joy in feeling bad for myself. I found a lot more joy in saying. In a lot of ways, I deserve to be in the spot that I'm in. And what do you mean, the spot that you're in? Um, you know, the like list of things you don't do when you're married to somebody. Yeah. You know, I've made the mistakes, man. Like, mm. go down the list. Mm. And that's hard to carry. Even after you love yourself, man, because I look myself in the mirror and I love myself and who I am today. But it wasn't always that way, you know, and so in a way it's partly to kind of feel okay with the problems that I caused that I was just like it was. So you, was you felt you were her. deserving of that dragon. Yeah. So you couldn't get mad at her because you're like, I deserve this. I deserve you to beat up on me for a while, right? Because of what you felt you put her through earlier in your marriage. Yeah, and I didn't just feel it. I did. I put her through it. And I knew that because I'm smart enough to know when you put someone through something. Yeah. You know? And so she's trying to take the mic away. I was right in the middle of the flow thing that I talked I'm about. I'm sorry, but I have a comment. <laughs> <laughs> we're, all like, we're all like hungry, Mike, greedy. I'm like, Give it to me. Um, <laughs> Thank you. You did not deserve the wrath of the shit storm that came <laughs> from me. You did not. Um. But the thing is, is that's what he believed. I know. And that's know the problem. That. And that's, and well, and it's not, it's not like, it's like the thing we're talking about here, right? The, the context is this is shame. Mm -hmm. This is what shame does. This is how toxic it is. And we live in a culture and I'll, I'll, let, I'll let you keep doing your thing, but just real quick, we live in a culture and this is not like a Utah County culture, a Salt Lake culture, whatever it, it's Western Americanized, even Eastern, whatever it's human culture that beating ourselves up is the way to improve. Mm -hmm. If I beat the hell out of myself long enough, eventually things are going to get better. What the heck? That makes no sense. It makes no sense. That's what shame. That's what shame culture is. Mm -hmm. Anyways, continue Annie. I've never thought of that, and that's pretty brilliant, actually. I didn't make it up. Well, it's, just it, pretend. Just thanks, thanks, it. thanks, Brene, <laughs> thanks, Brene Brown. <laughs> um, I've kind of lost my train of thought. Sorry. Um, no, you're fine. Where? Well, you said you said, Ravi, you didn't deserve. Oh, that's right. Yeah. What no, I was giving deserve. to you. Yeah. And a lot of people didn't. There was a lot of like I was just a shit show for a long time again, trying to please everybody because I was not worthy, which drove me into my depression and into my suicidal thoughts. I mean, there were months and months and months that he would have to deal with just me sobbing uncontrollably. I would wake up in the morning and begin crying immediately because it was just so, there were, it was literally a filter over my eyes of just gray. I could not see joy or light or anything in anyone or anything like it just didn't exist in my soul and Robbie is sitting by my side supporting me and just 
being positive through this darkness that I would bring into our home. And he, because of his growth and his development and his awareness and his patience with me to realize my own growth and this is what was happening and he was allowing space for me to feel all of those things, I can't imagine the amount of patience a person would have to have to stay with me. And the thing that you feel is the thing he was talking about earlier, yeah, which is gratitude. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think that gratitude and joy are the same emotion. If you really take a step back from it, it's not that one begets the other. It's that they are the same thing. Mm-hmm. When I am joyful, I'm present, and I am so grateful for all that is life, my life. This is mine. I get to, I get to do this. Oh my gosh. It's amazing. Right? I literally like, I don't know, was that last week that I had that big conversation with you? Like where you wake up and go, I like you to have this guy for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I was so excited because I was like, because I was going to go play music in front of people and I was so pumped. And I was just like looking in the mirror like, I got the rest of my life to be this guy because, man, it, it takes so much effort to be a human being. But to be a human being that really wants to hold themselves accountable and be their best version of themselves every single day, you know, that I, that takes work, man. It takes a lot of work. And that's, I think, a journey a lot of people try to get on and want to be on. You know, it's definitely what I'm trying to be on. So I want to know how you pulled out of that, yeah. how you pulled out of that depression and how like, what were the steps you took? Because I know it's a lot of work. I want to know what work did you guys do? Yeah. Um, well, like how Matt was saying, like, we just beat ourselves up trying to prove, like, that's where I was. I was continuing to do that, continuing to drive myself down. And Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it just got to the point where I just had to make huge changes. Otherwise, I was either going to die or we'd get divorced or... There was one time I packed a bag and I was walking out the door and he said, you have to tell our kids first. And I just, I stopped. I mean, I'd always threatened leaving. I don't know how many times I got in the car to drive away. It's embarrassing to just see or talk about where I was. But um, that one day I just, I could not leave. I could not leave. Like Robbie said, like we there's something within us that does pull us together. Well, one of the things that had happened in that moment is I said, it is your choice now. Like, I like, I can't do this anymore. It was like the first time I let go. And I think she was like, he's serious. Like, he is the, like, in my head, I'm like, maybe I need to stop framing it this way. I'm smarter than this. But I think, man, you're the mess up, Robbie. So she has the right to leave, you know, but I never felt like I did until I finally gave myself the right where I was like, okay, take care of you now. And that was so hard because I've always been taught that's not the way it works. It's God and you and your wife and then you, your kids and then, you know, your church calling and your, all of those things first and then you. And I was always putting myself, I remember lessons teaching me that I was fifth. You know, and I sit here and oh, I wanted to hold it, and I sit there and go, well, I, I'm not gonna do that anymore. I'm not gonna be fifth to myself. I'm gonna be first, because the moment I did that, it changed everything for me, because now I was standing on my own two feet. I was saying, you deserve to be whatever you are, and the people around you need to be okay with that because you've worked to be who you are now. For me, it's, it's, and I'm sitting here like looking through tears at you, man. Like, cause I I get this This dude. Like, this is like, thanks for putting me first, man. I get all the people to get a look at me and go, Oh, the cry baby. (laughs) (laughs) Well, welcome to my life where I, right. I talk jokingly. I talk, I work with a lot of men and I told them, here comes my F-bomb. Brace yourselves, people. I'm going to write a book entitled Just 
fucking cry already. <laughs> it's for men. It's that's book number two. Book number one is it's something else. But eventually, I'll, I'll get there. You know, I got a long life. But um, what I was what I identify with a lot, Robbie, is this this idea that you know, if I put myself first, that's wrong. That being selfish is shameful. That you've got a there's this laundry list of of bullshit that you have to go through, and then finally you can start thinking about your own happiness. I don't know how that has become status quo in our world, but it is so sad. It's our culture. It is, and and not only is it our culture, it's it's the root of suicide and addiction and all the awfulness, and it's just people believe that they're just supposed to trudge through life. And dirt to the end. It's sad. It's sad. And not only is it sad, it breaks my freaking heart because that the suffering, the needless, unending suffering of humans, mm-hmm. it, I, I'm un, it's unfathomable. Like we don't need to suffer. Like we no. suffer. We just don't. And, and love, love is, love is, is the thing we're talking about here. Self-love. And, and the cool thing about when you love yourself, love ladies and gentlemen, is energy. And energy can be transferred. And when I begin to love myself, all of a sudden, I have excess energy to give. And people forget that because we think that we need to take energy from all these other people. But then I'm just a consumer. I'm not a producer. And if I want to be a producer of love, I have to start with me. And that's what you begin to realize. That's what I think humans begin to realize when they step into a space of vulnerability and they really take a hard look at themselves and ask that hard question. You look in the mirror and you ask, you look in the mirror and you go, do I deserve to be happy? And inevitably, if you create enough space to be really willing to hear the answer every single time, the answer is always what? Yes. Yes. But we don't take the time to ask that question because we believe that we're supposed to grind and do this and that and the other and never take the time for us to love ourselves. And that's that's what I think you're talking about. He said, yeah, go yeah. ahead. <laughs> Bethany's turn. I've talked too much. Whatever. I want to hear. Well, I was just going to continue. So when I was about to leave Robbie and um, I just realized in that moment, I my ego and how much it affected me and my choices and how unwilling I was to see my side of things. And, um, because I just resented him and honestly, I felt entitled as awful as that sounds. I felt entitled to act and behave a specific way based off what he did to me, which is so awful. Like it is not his responsibility to be, responsible for my behavior, you know? So I realized all of this in that moment, like it was the weirdest feeling. Like I just felt like this layer of me shed off and I became, it was like awareness to myself and what I had been doing the past three years, just being a robot and ignoring my husband and my children and just doing what I wanted to do based off his choices. And so that's a hard lesson because it was dependent upon me. It wasn't dependent upon what we did together. This was me that I had to realize that I had this behavioral flaw in myself. (laughs) Does that make sense? (laughs) And I want to make sure and clarify this because she's talking about you know, selfishness in her own ways, what she, I don't want to put words in what into her mouth, but you know, she's saying that, you know, she was being selfish in the way that she was behaving because she was taking care of herself. And so we're kind of saying the same thing in a different way. And I want to make sure we clarify that because like, I don't feel that I was being selfish to take care of myself in those moments because it was a decision to let what I knew to be true about myself come forward and she was doing the same thing she was finding out what she knew to be true about herself in that moment it was coming forward so we both had that opportunity even though we were both working 
mm-hmm. on ourselves differently. Mm-hmm. So I think how we work on ourselves and what we do when we're working ourselves is always is always important, you know. And for me, you know, as you were talking and you said joy and gratitude the same thing, I was like, man, that's so interesting to think about because gratitude is my pursuit. I I learned how much gratitude supports the you know, chemical release inside the brain. And when I learned that and the neuroscience backed up the idea that gratitude could trigger the same things that I was once addicted to, was addicted to again with speaking, but now putting it into a different way, you know, and I was forcing myself to go after these different chemicals. When I learned how much gratitude could impact that, that's what really changed it for me. And she can vouch for this because I became a different person when I forced myself to take 30 minutes a day, almost every day, at least 30 minutes, sometimes an hour, where I said, I'm taking care of myself right now. And that taking care of myself meant I was going to talk about the things that I did well. I was going to celebrate wins for my day. I was going to talk about the gratitude I have for the people around me. So even if she was so pissed at me, I had to go and write five things that she was grateful for she five things that she was grateful for or that I was grateful for about her because I would ask myself that question so I am I am so here's the tidbit of information for help we ask ourselves the question what am I grateful for or if we're doing it directly towards myself I say what am I grateful for about myself so I would literally write Robbie what am I grateful for my body Sometimes that's all I had. Sometimes it was my heart. Sometimes it was something I did that day. Something it was something I did, you know, that made me feel proud. And for once, I celebrated myself privately in my journal. And because I, I don't want to do that. I don't want to celebrate all of my victories to everybody else. I love celebrating myself to me and feeling good that way because that's I'm the guy I'm with all the time, you know. So I write those things out. And as I did that, it changed my perspective. I started to see the world so much more clearly and found gratitude in our home. It's hard because we stole it. You take over. (laughs) (laughs) I I always got stuff to say. I love what you said about um, being grateful for yourself. Like basically the way I describe it is, is, I'm my own best friend. And if I treat myself that way, life's better. Another way to look at this is, and this is kind of morbid, brace yourselves, folks. Everyone you know besides you will go away. Everyone. You are the only person in your life who will be there with you forever. Why would I not then, if I'm going to be with me forever, Work on creating a relationship with myself. Why wouldn't that be my primary focus? Everybody else is going to go away. Not to not to not develop these relationships with people who are going to leave you. But really, you're there for you. And writing down, I'm grateful for my body or grateful for my heart is where it starts. And that that's that's the place to begin this self-love journey. And it is a journey because we're all on it and we're all trying to figure it out so that by the time it comes time for me to leave everybody else, which will eventually happen to all of us, I can reflect back on my time here, even if it's for an instant, and go, I'm okay. And I think that's doable, way more doable than we ever realized. I think think there's a way to look back on our lives and go, I did the best I could and be in agreement with that statement and find contentment in that I'm grateful for where I'm at right now. And therein is again, joy. And that's here. That's what I had to learn is how to love myself fully. Um, so back to the story. (laughs) I love that. We keep having, I love it. I love it. Tangents. Um, not a tangent there what's the word sorry no you are not stupid by the way this is the best part is because it's real 
that's why the pre-recording I don't I never love it because I want all the real weird dumb all of it I so I was gonna say what I'm hearing you both say is that when you started to work together like as a couple was when you separated and figured out your own shit on your own exactly yeah and that worked that worked to get us that worked to get each of us good because like I got good I think and this is we've talked about this enough I think she's okay with me saying this I got good before she did yeah like I was in a a good place I was in a good spot you know I you know I always do the mirror test you know if you can look yourself in the eyes for 10 seconds and just stare yourself in the eyes for 10 seconds and literally just go I love myself and literally feel that way then I then that's like you're in a good spot and I've been in that spot for a while you know and it didn't mean that I didn't have bad days and I didn't look myself in the mirror and go dude keep trying keep working you know but you know that's the way I don't think she felt that way about herself until recently and she can now look herself in the mirror and pass that test I think and go well I think sometimes because she looks at her body no that's <laughs> right give me a break um I was gonna say I feel like this is very you guys it's so funny because anytime we talk to you, I feel like it's like you guys are so similar to Kevin and I. <laughs> like, Kevin like is the like biggest compliment. Kevin's like Mr. Gratitude and Mr. I love everyone. And just he just really works hard at being grateful and happy. And I love that about him. And sometimes I want to punch him because I don't always feel that. But it, I feel like and for the longest time with Kevin and I, he'd constantly like be protecting me and trying to help me and what what did I need you know and I was just finally I was like let me do me let me figure me out because you you can't do it you can't fix me you can't take away all the hurt I, you can't do that it has to come from me did you realize that yes and it was a really weird Matt was there we had like just a, we go on trips and have very connective experiences super cool where we talk things through and you know when you go on a trip with a therapist you just <laughs> you talk about things what is it anyways so <laughs> our this last trip we went on I kind of said it and kind of said it and this last trip we went on it finally like clicked for Kevin and I where he was like you like you're good like, you can do this. I'm like, I know. <laughs> like, and I liked what you said, Robbie, about I'm me and not everyone's going to like it. But I'm okay with that now. For a long time, I was exactly what you're saying, Annie. I was very much people pleasing. How do I make my family love me? How do I make these, my neighbors love me? How do I, and now it's just like, I'm me and not everyone's going to like it. I'm kind of blunt. I have a, really awful mouth. I swear a lot. I'm loud. I get crazy. But I've noticed that the people who really know me love me. Yeah. And the ones who don't, that's okay. But that took a long time. So totally. Yes. hundred percent agree. <laughs> Bethany. Sorry. I'm laughing. I super, super good. So what I, what I have found in my own experience is that there's this like weird male female dynamic thing that's I need to be the helper for her and that's my job. But the inadvertent message that I'm sending her is this message of incapability that she needs me. And that's like this unspoken dynamic thing. And I think the realization that you kind of are coming to is or came to is, oh, I can be okay independently. Mm -hmm. And that sounds like what you guys have realized too. Yeah, definitely. The only way that we're able to be in this place that we're at is because, like I said, he was patient because he had found himself. He had gone through his own personal growth and allowed me the space to be crazy. And he doesn't like it when I call myself crazy. <laughs> I know that words matter and you're not crazy. I know words do matter. I've learned that words matter. Maybe, maybe feel crazy. Feel crazy, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So... And then as I realized how much I had held on to from our past and let that go and have allowed Robbie to teach me what he had 
already learned because I never wanted to listen to Robbie. <laughs> like that wasn't, I don't know when I'm that bitter and upset, he was the last person I would take advice from. Mm-hmm. So I allowed, I think that's to- really normal actually. Well, it sucks that that's normal. It really does. It suck. does suck that that's normal. It's, 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 it's kind of sad. It, yeah. But my, I find that most couples, that's what they do. They're the person who's closest to them. They are the least likely to take advice but why? from. Okay, but I have a secret. Yeah, Can what's the secret? It? Oh, please. Okay, there's a secret that we found in our marriage a couple years ago that she found. Well. And it was. Let me finish, okay. please, because this is my my moment. <laughs> so um, I wish you could all see us right now. We're like leaning on each other. It's actually quite adorable. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to get into the mic too, but um, we have, uh, you know, in 2017, Annie, I think, I don't know why she decided to do this. She decided to put a journal on our toilet. A friend found it. Yeah. And so we put our, a journal on the back toilet of our, in our master bedroom. So it's just for us. And she wrote a big, nice message in it. We actually brought it here. But we uh, toilet journal yeah, we brought you. our toilet journal. It's nice and clean. Highly sanitary. I love it. Yes. Yeah. That's and cool. Anyway, I love the very idea. top um, line, or the very first thing she says, we're going to write the good things in this. And so it was her like first attempt, I think, of being super positive about things and in our marriage kind of saying, let's do this together. You know, and so we did. And for a while there, I did, right? Because I'm really good at writing. Yeah, there, <laughs> and then sometimes, for a while there, I did not write at all. Yeah, and then sometimes she wouldn't, and then I would. And it was interesting because we're talking about being able to give advice. I found it was one of the best things that we've done for our marriage because she could plant some seed inside there that I would read and go, oh, she likes that? Because oh it's my. so hard You sometimes. guys, that's Dude, really, that's like, it's like kind of a way of doing love notes-ish. Mm-hmm. Exactly like that. But maybe not as cheesy, yeah, but more no, just. It's probably super cheesy. No, I don't think it's even cheesy because then you get to see it, but mm-hmm. you don't know when they're going to see it. Yeah. And then it is a way of saying like, I love that he did this today. Dude, it's a game. We go in there. No, go, notes from the John. I like yeah, it. Notes yeah. from the John. <laughs> I like you that. Know, I was trying to think of like, like, what should we call this thing? The poo journal? Or like, is this, this is like, you know, I'm bringing this, this thing. And it's like that George Costanza episode where he can't bring the book back to the library because it was in the bathroom. Yeah. Well, that's a good one. Yeah. So anyway, so she, you know, when you read through it though, you kind of go, where was I at? Where was she at? And you kind of giggle together at some of the things that you write but you know some of the things that you say end up being those bits of advice to the other person because she would say things like i really like that he did this and i'm like what do you think i'm stupid i'm gonna do that from now on whatever that is (laughs) but it was a secret little little gift that i got in there and i'm telling you when we read through it we can see where we were and we can go man look at the growth that we've had in our marriage because now it's four years later the thing's almost full and it's getting to the point where I'm seeing her write in this thing like every other day. Now you're now you're gonna have to. Well, oh. you're, yeah. But she's like writing in it so often now because that joy well, is now from right here, like sorry, I'm holding it. You can't see in the podcast, but this is the amount from two thousand seventeen to two thousand and twenty, and this is all two thousand twenty. It's like almost half again as much. Yeah. Maybe more, yeah. Crazy. So it's just it just goes to show you in three years how much we seldomly wrote, wrote to each other well me <laughs> that's really cool that's really cool do you, did you have something you wanted to read no, no you're just looking at the, yeah, the content just, yeah that's cool i love this because there are Sorry. personal thoughts towards each other like i said there's just little golden nuggets on both sides so i definitely highly recommend just getting a poo journal. oh i love the poo journal <laughs> that's, I love that's, a, that's a great idea hashtag poo journal <laughs> Well, so if I could say there were one thing that I want from Brindy for me, it's, hey, what do you like that I do? (laughs) Like, what am I actually kind of, what's the thing today that you want me to do more of? That's gold. You're right. That's gold. And if you can have that written down and refer back to it, because I'm forgetful. And she does tell me those things, but I don't remember them because I'm a half brain moron. But that's okay because I'm working on it. Or or maybe too, sometimes I feel like maybe I'll say it to Kevin in a moment where he's not paying attention. And so he didn't think about it. Where if it's written down and he can sit and look at it, it's like, oh, mm-hmm. like you said, 
oh, she likes it. Well, no, I'm doing that all the time. She was in a really good mood today. That's all I got to do to put her in a good mood every day. Awesome. You know, that's a big deal. Well, and, and not to bring up sex, but sure, why not? Um, one of the most important things in a partnership, couple relationship is to have an ongoing conversation about what works sexually, right? What this works, this doesn't, this works, this doesn't. That's so transferable vice, like both ways to just like, okay, what meals do you like that I make? What do you like that I do here? What do you, it, it's so important, but people, we don't have those conversations because they're super vulnerable and we're scared that on the other side of the compliment is some criticism. And I don't want to hear that because I, I can't take it. And it reaffirms all my negative self-beliefs about myself and I'm too fragile to take any criticism. So we're just not going to talk about anything and leave crumbs on the floor and the dragon grows, right? No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So the poo journal. I'm totally saying that. Um, <laughs> is is how you got through some of this shit storm? Yeah, it was just. What drove you to the decision of we're gonna sell our house, and who the hell knows what's next, or yeah. do you know what's next? I only know little bits Good and pieces. Segue, Bethany. Uh <laughs> I feel like we're in like a very similar boat, so I'm like, right? I want to know how you're surviving because my anxiety is through the roof right now. I have come to terms with it. Seeing the for sale sign go up on our yard, that was like the most, I don't know. It, I started we started I crying cry all the time, but I mean, we're I so, so excited for it. So it's heartbreaking. It's, to... it's the next stage of life. You're leaving yeah. one stage and that's hard. Oh yeah. Looking at this beautiful house that we've been in in 18 years in one neighborhood and all our friends, it's like, dude, you're really, really pulling up some roots mm -hmm. and it's, it's scary. It's, I don't know. It's something you. I think we avoided going through because we just didn't want to deal with it because we do really love everything. We have the perfect setup right now to have the perfect rest of our life right where we are. But man, like we just, we've been talking about, we, we went on an RV trip in 2014 or 15 with our kids and it was amazing. Our kids loved it. Now they're a little older. So we went on another one. They loved it. So we're like, we've been hatching this idea forever of like, let's do this for a while. Let's do this as a family, which just never worked. You know, I mean, and COVID happened, I lost my job. It's like, it was hard. Like life got really, really challenging and things just turned around because we just kept staying positive and working and reading our poo journal together, <laughs> you know, and there, you know, we took time to meditate together often where it was her and I isolating and saying, let's hash the shit out, all of the shit. Let's bring it all out. Let's look at it. It's all there. Now that we see it, are we still okay with each other? And we found that we were, and we freaking love each other. Like we have another rule. If you want another thing to kind of spice it up, mm -hmm. we never go to a store without dancing <laughs> ever. Every store we go in, we get some Brilliant. weird dance together. You know, and people are like, there's the crazy people. <laughs> like, you want to look at us as crazy? Look how happy we are, man. Mm -hmm. That's the reality of it because we, we can't hide how much we care about each other because it is that separation that we felt is so gone. We, we feel like our own unity, but this great connection with each other where we're like, Hey, we both want to do the same thing. Let's go do this life. Do you feel like that, that laying it all out on the table vulnerably like that was the thing that kind of helped, I don't know if it was the catalyst or the reason for, or is the thing that allowed that connection to happen? It was the ability to listen to the things we had done, but hold space for each other and understand where we were at the time and the consequences behind those choices and the feelings that we have regarding ourselves and what we had done and allowing each other to speak and not judging one another, you know, that's been the hardest part is just your ego gets in the way and you don't want to listen to what your spouse has to say because you have to be right because what you do is the right way, the only way. And if you can drop that, 
that's the biggest thing that's going to oh, open a marriage or just in loving yourself. For sure. And, and the cool thing about a lot of the, you know, over the last few years, I've gotten really into Eastern stuff and Buddhism talks a ton about living life curiously. It's this brilliant idea where, um, it's really great guy. His name's, um, oh, I can't remember anyways. Oh, teach not Han says that if you live your life like an experiment, all of a sudden, everything becomes less important. So good. I love that. It's so good because now you're just like, you're just like, oh, does this work? Nope. Okay. That didn't work. Something else. Let's try some. And that's exactly what it is. And so when you hold space for people, the things you're describing is you're, you're creating this moment in time where we are intentionally suspending judgment, criticism, and defensiveness for the sake of curiosity and personal growth. It's, you can do that. Anybody can do that. It's difficult and it takes practice, but that's what you did. And then all of a sudden it's this fertile, nasty, gross ground with all this horrible stuff that is ripe for this beautiful lotus to grow out of. And that's our love that we have, right? Because it's nasty and yucky, all the stuff, the stuff we gotta talk about. The hurt and the pain and the mean stuff and the and the mistakes we've made and how much hurt my mistakes caused you my best friend in the world. Like I love you more than anything in the world. And I've hurt you more than anybody else has ever hurt you. Nobody wants to talk about that, but it's true. Yeah. And here's the nice thing about it. Cause there's a moment. I, I mean, I think Annie and I both like, she has that moment of realization where she sat in the car and she had her bags packed and she had a decision to make right then. And she said she felt something and it clicked. Right. I feel like we had that and it seems like we can continue to have more of that, like mm -hmm. where it clicks again and it's like, yeah. it's even better and it's even better. It's like contagious. You, you know? like want it. it. It really, it does. It does. You're hungry for it. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm thinking so excited to continue growing because it's just so much fun to learn more about myself and what I'm capable of. And mm -hmm. I've never had this type of mindset before. And it's pain. It's not easy. It's painful it to grow. It's painful. excruciating at and times. I'm 40 years old. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just, I'm so grateful for my life and my gratitude. The filter has been lifted. I just see light and joy in everything. I mean, obviously we still have our bad days and That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, of course, still, of course. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like it's not just rainbows and sunshine. <laughs> like I don't want people to get confused and get these assholes, you know, <laughs> no, it's, it's rainbows and sunshine and rain and snow and ice and stuff. No, and in those moments stuff. you still try and find gratitude because no matter what, we're going to wake up. We got our life to live. We got the next day to live and man, trying to find a way to really make that experience fun. It's worth it. You know, when you say life's an experiment, I've never heard that quote. It's good, before. huh? It's really yeah. good, you know. But I mean, it's similar to the way that I kind of look at it. I've always looked at life as this laboratory of experiments that I get to run every day. If I want to learn how to do something, I've got an infinite amount of time until the day that I die, which I don't know when it's going to be. And I'm not going to wait for that moment to learn anything. If I want to learn something, I'm going to do it. If I want to get better at something, I'm going to do it, you know, because life can be so fun and we're about to go on a freaking i just about said <laughs> <laughs> rv with three kids that are 10 13 and 16 and people think we're literally crazy and yeah. i keep going we're the we are the people dancing at walmart yes we are crazy but you know what we're going to be doing we're going to be dancing in north dakota and then in nebraska and then we're going to go hit texas and we're going to go to louisiana and florida we're going to hit everywhere we're going to be dancing all over the country because that's the way we feel like every day now. Is that, am I speaking out of turn? You're looking at me funny. <laughs> no, I love you. Oh, <laughs> no, you guys are the best. We have to do a road podcast. We'll do one from the road. Oh, I would love to hear yeah, from you guys. That'd be, awesome. That'd be super cool. Um, just make sure you hit up Florida once we get there. Right. I know. And I we'll play. To. Yeah, for sure. No, I love, I love what you're saying. And I totally agree with you, Annie. I feel like my whole life, it was just survival, survival. And now I'm like, I'm thriving mm -hmm. and not every day, but a lot of days where I'm like, I, I want more. I yeah. want more. I can, I know I can find it. So I know my ways of getting there. And some days like Kevin, and I had a really hard day the other day and it was rough. And by the time we went to bed, both of us were like, this day sucked. Let's make tomorrow better. That's exactly the greatest part. Mm -hmm. That's the fight. That's the fight right there. Okay, we and we woke up the next day. Let's not, let's not do that. We're yeah. Like hugging each other. Like out. that really sucks. That was a really shitty day. Yes, Tomorrow's going to be better because we're saying it out loud right now. And it was, we woke up, 
We went snowboarding. We had a great day. And it was just, we sat at the top of the mountain. Me and Matt sat at the top of the mountain. We're like, this is beautiful. Like, how lucky are we that we get to do this? I'm so happy. It I was so you. cool. I so. love you guys. Seriously. The tennies are awesome. The quack and bushes as well, man. You guys came into our life at a time where we were really very, all we were struggling, both of us. And you have just laid so many foundations of knowledge and people in our life and friendship and experiences and relationships that has just helped us feel the way that we do today. So can I just say thank you from both yes, of us? Thank you so you much. Guys you, guys. So you guys, we feel the same way. Like I said, I, Kevin and I have learned over the past four or five years to like really surround ourselves with people who are constantly, obviously nobody's perfect, but are striving to be happy and striving to be better and striving to work on themselves and the, their marriages. And it has changed our marriage to like, I mean, I, I never thought we had anything bad, but man, I didn't know how good it could be. Yeah. Like it's just so much better. Yeah, and so I it's awesome. Guys, I was like, what, what, what is this? <laughs> Cause I knew it wasn't fake. I knew it wasn't fake. And that's, it, I know, but it's been a big inspiration. But like me. I said, we fight hard. We just love harder. So it's like, that's, yeah. that's the reality when people are like, Oh, I never fight with my spouse. I'm like, well, that's boring. I think we fight inside your head all the time. You just don't want to say it out loud. Sorry. I, the way I kind of see it is I think we fight hard either way. I think we do fight hard, but we know ourselves really well. And we know how to control ourselves even when we fight. Because mm -hmm. the fights do get crazy. But, you know, we can learn how to tame them. I, I don't more punch and more walls tame. anymore. She doesn't punch walls. We don't have any more drywall to fix because that's not my thing. <laughs> We've learned. We're, we're growing up. Yeah, so, anyway. Awesome. You guys are beautiful human beings. Thank you for spending time thank with you. us. Thank you. Thank you.